This week on the Time Blaster Toy Cast, the Bodacious Bracket Tournament returns for a very special Thanksgiving edition, WWF LJN Smackdown. With former winners Honky Tonk Man, Iron Sheik, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Mean Gene Okerlund watching from a backstage monitor, eight more big rubber guys will enter, but only one can strive to survive. Who will walk out on top and be called a WWF LJN TBT BBT champion? Let's find out right after this break. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. You are the super soakers for the time blast. Time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch pad. It's the time blast. Time blast. Of the Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the official ToyCast YouTube channel at Time Blaster ToyCast. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster toy line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734 494 2292 We are L I V E alive and kicking with the following toy cast. This is a time blast toy cast bodacious bracket tournament. Bonus holiday edition scheduled for a 60 minute time limit. In this episode, we will be selecting eight WWF LJN figures at random, and they will be paired off into matchups where a discussion will commence to crown a victor. And now for your hosts. They're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare figures with actions. In addition to hosting today, these men are once again the judge, the jury, and the executioner of these LJN's figures' fate. They are the reigning, defending Toy Cast Tag Team Champions of the World at the Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. All right, boys, it's time for a Survivor Series edition <laughs> of the Time Blaster Toy Cast Bodacious Bracket Tournament. TBT, BBT, guys. It's like. Hot. Deadly game up in here today. It has to be, right? It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, we it makes sense. We have to talk wrestling a little bit, and we thought, perfect time, right? Bonus episode. We've had, what, we've had five? How many LJN tournaments have we had so far? We've got this is five or six. Honky Tonk Man is one. Iron Sheik is one. Jake the Snake Roberts is one. Mean Gene. Mean Gene Okerlund is one. So we're on That's five? That's four. This is the yeah, fifth. This is the fifth. This is the fifth installment. We're going to have an LJN walkout victorious here on Thanksgiving Day. I'm excited. What Did about I you guys? Are you 16 ready? 16 or 8. It should be 8 today, right? It's 8. It's yep. 8. Yeah. Oh, but whatever I said in the intro, hopefully it was right. But yeah, man, I mentioned the executioner mm-hmm. and uh, you guys being the executioner, just like Terry Gordy bam, was the, bam, exec- Terry Gordy. the executioner, Survivor Series 96, mm-hmm. coming out, beating up on The Undertaker. Yeah. You know, Survivor Series 1998, Deadly Game was a tournament. Mm-hmm. To With the Rock, what a turn, right? Crown yeah. wanted him to be a babyface so bad, and then he turned and joined Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. I'll never yeah. forget mm-hmm. that. So we're we're following up with the '98 Deadly Game style tournament here, but it's LJN's. We're not doing five five on five teams of five striving to survive. It is tournament time. Tournament time. But before we get to the tournament, we got a little bit of feedback, right, Joe? We do. This comes from the friend, our friend of the show, Hudge, and he writes, "Big man, Hudge." There you go. The year is nine. Oh, he's painting a picture here. Oh, the year is 1994. Shaq is everywhere. Remember his video game, Shaq Fu. <laughs> 
Not an outstanding fighting game, but I played the heck out of that game on the old Sega. I remember the game even came with Shaq's CD single, Stand and Deliver. You guys remember that number one hit, Stand (laughs) and Deliver? Talk about retro. You've got Young Shaq, Sega, and a single, the three S's, if you will, straight to the pay window. Wow. I Well, thanks for the message, We appreciate you. You're telling me the Sega cartridge came packed in with a CD single? I don't remember that, but I mean it's very possible. I remember the like I remember having a Shaq CD. Mm-hmm. Um yes. and I had the game Shaq Fu which was like a Christmas present, so it's very possible. Yeah. I don't remember like buying a Shaq CD or something. Shaq had it figured out even back when most celebrities, oh especially sports stars, didn't. Whoever Shaq's agent was when he was like a young buck out there, oh yeah. he was in movies, music. The, I've talked about the Shaq candy bar. Like yep. Shaq was everywhere, marketed his own line of action figures back in the day. And still. Wild. Just, yeah. I mean, he was drafted in what, 92, 93? 93, I feel like, right? Uh, 92, 93 season. Yeah, that season. Yeah. yeah. So, the, the in between. Yeah, like. And here we are in 2023, 30 years later, and he's still in commercials. He's mm-hmm. still just a, a top 100 recognized people on the planet. Yeah. For sure. I mean, just incredible. But yeah, coming out of high school, I knew who Shaq was. He was like the first basketball player I knew who he was before he was even in college. he was a monster. Because that blue <clears throat> chips with Nick Nolte. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Penny Hardaway. Oh, yeah. him and Penny, man. My favorite duo. <laughs> So well, that's yeah. that's the 1990s, right? Yeah, we yeah. love the 90s, but mm-hmm. what we're talking about today is a few years prior. This is 1980s. Yeah. We're in the thick of it. This is WWF LJNs. We've Shaq done, Fu was sweet, though. Shaq Fu was awesome. Very sweet. I liked it. I don't think it was a bad game at all. There is someone on this tournament here today that might be a practitioner of Shaq Fu. Oh. We'll get to it later because right. he's not in the first match. But the first match, boys, are we ready? Let's get to it. It's Survivor Series Day. It's Thanksgiving. We need to eat later today. We need to eat our beloved chocolate chip cookies before the day's over. Yes, we do. Here we go, guys. Opening match in the opening round of the Thanksgiving edition of the Time Blaster Toycast Bodacious Bracket Tournament. Guys, you've been waiting so many episodes for this. (laughs) It's Brett the Hitman Hart. (laughs) (laughs) Going one-on-one. With Haku. Oh, the Haku LJN is so sick. It's Haku unbelievable. It's gr- one of my favorite LJNs. He's Grand Figure Toys. He's Grand Toys. He's got to pose like this, both yeah. arms up, like he's doing a double Looks chop. Looks sweet, but we know my stance on Come Grand on. Toys. We already know. Oh, but of the Grand Toys, this Haku's the best. You he's can try to sell feet. me on them all day. He's got wrist tape painted. He's got the tape around the ankles painted. He's got the Samoan Islander style tights. Yeah. All the colors, pinks, greens, per not purples, uh, pinks, greens, orange, sick looking figure. Now in the magazine, when we were kids growing up, it was pictured as King Haku in the purple duds with the crown on his head. Mm-hmm. So because he was King Haku during this time. Right. And I remember seeing that magazine ad going, ooh, King Haku, I can't wait to get him one day. And then the story I've told a million times, I'll tell it again. The one and only time I ever saw WWF LJNs in uh Black card LJNs in the store was KB Toy Liquidators in Monroe, Michigan in 1989. Hasbro's were almost out at this time. I'm in the store and I see Black card LJNs and they had three figures, different ones. They had Ravishing Rick Rude, they had Haku, and they had the Black Strap Andre the Giant. My mom let me pick one. 
because she knew you don't buy LJNs anymore. Right. Actually, no, Hasbro's were out because she said you don't buy LJNs anymore. You buy the Hasbro's. And you know, of those three, I picked Haku. Absolutely. Because that figure is sick. I love Haku. I've talked about how much I love him for three minutes now. My vote is for Haku. I love the Haku. He is a better <laughs> figure, but this is Brett. <laughs> I can't go against Brett. Yeah, Brett's my grail, and I refuse I mean, to vote for the grand figure toys, yeah. guys. I got, I have, I'm going Hitman. Okay, Brett Hart's advanced. Yeah. I'll never get to talk about Haku again, so let me tell you my other Haku story. Go ahead. I have two. I can tell you how I acquired my Haku. I told you. I just yeah, told you how yep. I got it. Now I can tell you how I got rid of my Haku. Have <laughs> I right. ever told this story? I don't know. 1997. My family gets the internet. Gets Ooh. AOL, baby. Remember? Yeah. Oh, I'm using the. F- I'm using the. I need the phone line. I'm going on the. Yeah. <laughs> There's chat rooms. I find a chat room where people are talking about action figures. Wow. In '97. '97. Huh? Yep. So I'm. Uh, how old am I? I'm 15. Yeah. Right. Or maybe this is 96. This is probably 96. Okay. It's not 97. It's 96. Uh. And by then, Bone Crunchers are out. So this is definitely 96. It's mm-hmm. winter 1996. Bone Crunchers just came out. First two series are out. And there's a guy in this message board who's claiming that he makes custom Bone Crunchers, and he'll make any figure you want. Wow. And at the time, Leaf Cassidy's my guy. Yeah. I've always loved Al Snow. And he said he made a Leaf Cassidy Bone Cruncher out of an Owen Hart. Wow. And this is all just text. There's no pictures yet. Right. This is 1996. Yep. I just got the internet. I'm like, I need this Leaf Cassidy. I, I need it. And we we go back and forth talking. This guy convinces, I'm going to send him my Haku LJN, and he's going to send me the Leaf Cassidy custom Jack's bone crunching action figure. Yeah. So I agree to this deal. I mail away my Haku LJN. Guess what I never got back from this guy? You never got that He Leaf scammed Cassidy. me. I never got that Leaf Cassidy bone cruncher. Mm. And that guy got a free Haku LJN. Think of all the figures that guy probably screwed kids oh, out of in 1996. Absolutely. People who just got on the internet, didn't fully understand everything. What a jerk. What a jerk. That's how, I lost that my, that's how I lost my Haku LJN. It's a tragic tale. <laughs> it is a tragic tale. The whole time you're telling that story, for some reason I was picturing the goods. Well, the movie The Goods, which most people probably haven't seen, but if you have seen it, it's when Jeremy Piven tells a story about his first deal and the life lesson he learned from it, where he, he sold his hoppity hop or hippity hop or whatever the hell it was. Oh. So I'm just picturing it like, yeah, it sounded just the story. I was painting a perfect little picture. I was on the bad end of that deal, yeah. unfortunately. You were All right, bad guys. End of the deal. But you, you've learned from it and look at where it's got you now. Oh, for sure. I w- yeah. No way. So, Bret Hart is advanced, and I will never talk about the Haku LJN ever again. <laughs> What's Bret yeah, going yeah. against, guys? This match is an interesting one. We got the referee. Oh, the ref. The white shirt white referee. Shirt? Okay. Because there's two refs that yep. came out simultaneously. You got the traditional blue shirt ref, and you got the white shirt ref. This is the white shirt referee, and he's going against a very unique figure in the LJN time frame. Because it's technically not an LJN. It was made by Hasbro. It's the Sergeant Slaughter mail-away figure produced by Hasbro, yeah. made to look very similar. It's about the same scale. It is. It's not the same material. It's harder than an LJN. And it's rare and it's expensive as they get. The Hasbro mail-away Sergeant Slaughter or the white shirt referee. What do we think? The referee had a blue shirt after looking at the two pictures of him. I always thought he had a blue shirt, but looking at the two, I definitely had a blue shirt referee. He never had the white. Um, 
Never had the slaughter mail away. Wanted it. Um, but again, not an LJN. Not an LJN. So I have to follow my rules and give the white shirt referee my vote. Wow. As a kid, I did not have a ref. I don't. No ref figures. I do not recall having a ref. I, I don't know if I would have wanted a ref. I guess, you'd, yeah, you'd probably want a ref, but I didn't have one. Yeah. The Sergeant Slaughter as a kid, I don't remember seeing like the ads for it. I don't. I feel like those ads weren't in wrestling magazines. I only remember it through like like you watch a GI Joe episode and there was right. like a Bec- commercial or something. R- exactly. It was tied to GI Joe because it was Hasbro producing it. So I don't even remember that thing existing as a kid. It wasn't until I was mm. like pretty yeah. old. Yeah, I even knew. Oh, that's a thing. With that being said. I think I'm still voting for Sergeant Slaughter because it, a ref's just a ref. It's un- If it was Earl Hebner, maybe. Yeah. It's just this no-name referee figure. And if I was picking a ref, I want the blue shirt boy because growing up, the refs wore blue they shirts, wore blue. not white. So I'm voting for Sarge. The, the shirt color was going to be my argument as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going Sarge. And I love Sarge. Yeah. We oh, know, we, we know you do. Sarge. There's a video on YouTube of you meeting Search Sergeant Tiny Slaughter. Blaster Toycast on YouTube. Really <laughs> cool Comic-Con. You can see Dave uh, get choked out with the Cobra Clutch. Hey, locked that in tight, too. Heck yeah, he did. So it's Bret Hart versus Sergeant Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Big time match, but we need to get to the bottom half of this bracket, guys. First up is a man who we've had four of these tournaments so far. Okay. And this guy has three different LJNs, and we are finally oh, getting one on the bracket. He finally made it. It's from Grenoble in the French Alps. Oh. Seven feet, four inches tall, 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. Andre the Giant. Which version, you ask? Yeah. The first one with the big old afro. Big old oh, baby. I love that, Andre. And them tight little small blue trunks. <laughs> and no yeah. knee pads and the giant fro. Yep. Andre the Giant. Going against Cowboy Bob Orton, baby, Ooh. with the fringe and the removable hat. Okay. Dropping elbows. Yeah. yeah. What are we thinking, Cowboy Bob with the removable hat or Andre with the afro? I can't believe we're finally just now I mean, getting to an Andre. Andre's a pretty basic figure. When you, super when basic. When you look at it as a figure, super basic. Super basic. But, man, Andre can pull it off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's Andre. A lot of flesh. He's in a deep squat. Deep squat. Because those first couple series, that first, well, that first series in particular, yeah. almost all those figures are in a squat. Big yeah. John Stud, Hogan, Andre. It's like they made them eight inches tall, but they really wanted them to be 10 <laughs> inches right, tall. Right, right. So they stuck them all like they're dropping a deuce on an imaginary <laughs> toilet. You just need your fearsome flush out. I know as a kid, I had this Andre the Giant. I've talked about it many times before. My introduction to pro wrestling when I became a diehard fan is January 1989. By then, Andre the Giant, for years prior, Andre the Giant had short hair. Yeah. He wore a black strap singlet with black boots. Yes. This Andre the Giant in blue underwear <laughs> with blue boots with an afro. I have no, I'm like, what is this thing? Who is this guy? Obviously, I knew it was Andre the Giant, but not my Andre the Giant. Not the one we knew. Conversely, Cowboy Bob Orton, I hate that figure. <laughs> that figure sucks. So skinny with the elbow. Ugh, not a, f- a lot of detail in the like chaps. It, there's he doesn't he have green chaps. Trunks? No, he doesn't. Well, he does have green trunks. Oh, he's got the vest. He's got the vest. vest. He's got the fringe he's got the vest, vest and the, the trunks. Vest. That's right. Now, have you guys ever heard the story? And I, there's no way this is true, but like it still circulates to this day where it's like when Bret Hart 
was coming into the WWF. They were going to make him a cowboy. I've heard this. Yeah. Cowboy Bret Hart. Yep. Dave, you've heard this yeah, story. Yeah. And people evidence that LJN and they go, look, this LJN supposed to be Bret Hart as a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Look at it. He has long hair. He looks like Bret Hart. And once that gimmick didn't go through, they just made it Bob Orton. I don't believe that to be true. Yeah. I don't either. But looking at it, that figure doesn't look a lot like Bob Orton either. Correct. And at the time that it comes out in night in mid to late 87, Bob Orton is barely around. Like Bob Orton, in theory, would be like a Series 1 release from the 85 guys. But the Bret Hart, the Cowboy Bret Hart would, like, no. I mean, Cowboy Bob Orton was doing the game. Like, the Cowboy Bret Hart. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> uh-huh. Just the Cowboy what? Cowboy Bob Orton, um, he, like, he was around in 85, but the Cowboy Bret Hart was supposed to be, like, 84. And the LJN stuff mostly took place after 85, so there's no way. Right. The timeline doesn't match up. That story is full of holes. Mm-hmm. I call BS. I don't feel like the Cowboy gimmick for Bret was far enough along to be in toy no. development. No, already. it's wild. The yeah, story, it's, it's, it is the story wild. makes no sense, but it is fun to think about. Mm-hmm. And the f- it's a testament to the fact that this LJN is so not recognizable as Bob Orton that people could even just say, hey, that was supposed to be Bret Hart. It's Yeah, it's easy to say that. Just because it doesn't look that great. I mean, if it was clearly definitive, like, oh, that's Bob Orton, there's no debate. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't like either one of these figures. I don't like the Fro Andre, and I don't like Cowboy Bob. So Bob you, was just a bad You guys sculpt. can vote and try to persuade me. I can be the guy. I, I don't like either one of these figures. I got my Andre, Fro Andre, from the same garage sale mm-hmm. in that box that I got, like, 15 of them. Yeah. And my Andre had a chunk of hair missing out of the back of his head. <laughs> so I used to pretend that guys would always pull his hair because you oh. can fit their hand in the head. Oh, wow. That's so, cool. So, like, I... Great memories of that. I got to go Andre over Bob. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, of the two, I, I had both, played with both a lot. Um, Andre, I liked that Andre figure, even though, like, like to your point, like I remember seeing Andre with the trunks and short hair. Mm-hmm. I was familiar with him as a kid, but with the fro. And then I guess that's where it pays off having an older brother. He's like, yeah, you know, and here's like a picture of Andre from a wrestling magazine with the fro. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And, um, but I, that figure was a good flipper. Um, yeah. I, he was pliable, more pliable than a lot of the other LJN. So you could like do moves with that mm-hmm. Andre, dropping elbows, leg drops, this, this sit spot. Um, but Cowboy Bob, that figure sucked. Like, I remember doing like rude awakenings with him. Is, yeah. But that's about it. Um, dropping elbows. And, um, I think as far as a figure goes, as far as appeal to the eye, the Cowboy Bob's better. It's got the vest. I like the I like the green trunks and knee pads. Um I like the paint. It's 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 a better detailed figure, better yeah, toy, but I just have too much nostalgia and memories with Andre. So yeah, it's Andre. Andre is Andre. advancing. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean the argument could be made either way. All right, we got one match left, guys, and then we'll take a break. These are two iconic LJNs. These are very early. These are series two boys. We all had them. Everyone had these figures. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Cutting and strutting. That's right. Going one-on-one with a figure that I have absolutely no doubt we all had. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Steamboat versus Brother Brudeye. I will go first. These figures are both so iconic. I will go first. I have yeah. an attachment to both these. Ricky Steamboat, as a 40-year-old man, sits on my bookshelf still. Um, I have that figure. I have very recent memories with it. I have old memories with it. 
play it, you know, him and Savage right next to each other on the bookshelf. Mm-hmm. You know, Damer and Savage. Just a fun little thing. Whenever there's like little kids, um, like a little baby or babysitting a few years ago for um, my niece. And then, you know, even when Joe was little, mm-hmm. like just give a little baby LJNs. And Ricky Steamboat is for some reason the one they always like. <laughs> Gravitate they like towards. those the most. I don't know why, um, but Bruce Lee looking Ricky Steamboat. Love that figure. Love the cloth. You can do the chop, high cross body. You can get a lot in with him. A lot of Shaq Fu being done. A lot of Shaq Fu <laughs> being done with Ricky Steamboat, no doubt about it. But I have to vote for Brother Brudai here. Wow, what a wow. swerve. Brutus. He's talking about Steamboat that much. Dave is so good at that. He steers you down this way, and then he throws you out that I love. I love the beefcake figure with a thumb out. Um, I was doing Asiatic spikes with that beefcake back in the day, but that's the emotional attachment to it. I got that beefcake figure on Easter Sunday from my grand. I can remember. That's one of those first toy memories I have as far as getting is the beefcake figure and just looking at it and be like, this doesn't look like the Bruce beefcake I know because beefcake I know had long hair right. and the shears when yep. I got it, but I was like, this is so awesome. I've mm-hmm. got a Bruce beefcake figure, and I was stoked so it's that personal attachment as a kid and that first memory that i have to go with bk plus i like the, there's more color to it it pops more he's even got the little gloves Absolutely. yeah the brutus beefcake ljn if you look at the card back and you it's brutus beefcake he ain't even a barber yet no he's not a barber this is when he's a heel in the dream team before 1987 wrestlemania when he cuts adriadonis's hair mm-hmm. this is early in his run with that being said, though, it's still he's got the pink. And like Dave said, those early couple series of LJNs, as fun as they are, you know, you got Andre in blue, Hogan's in yellow, a lot of blacks, a lot of whites, a little bit of reds, yeah. not a lot of color. Then that Brutus Beefcake shows up with the full pink tights and the black gauntlets. It just pops, man, and the silver trim. Yes. It's such a cool figure that Joe I don't know where you were going but I have to vote for Brutus Beefcake the Ricky Steamboat figure is awesome but he's just black man just black black pants and black boots it's like they took the Steamboat figure they had a bucket of black paint they dipped him way to waist <laughs> waist deep and went we're done yeah. that's it he has the headbands cool and the pose is really cool yeah yeah had they tricked Steamboat out and gave him like those classic maybe the red trunk red tights white tights maybe I got to go Brutus. Makes sense. You thinking Brutus too? Um, or were you a Steamboat I mean, guy? I'm definitely a Steamboat guy. I prefer this over this. But, yeah, the half RVD. That, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like you said, Brutus is more toyetic, without a doubt. So it makes perfect sense. So we've got Bret Hart versus Sergeant Slaughter and Andre the Giant versus Brutus Beefcake. This is my favorite tournament. <laughs> I told you guys, I told you guys earlier when I was yeah. drawing the LJNs out of the bucket. Like legit Woo! for of like Andre I wasn't a huge fan of as a kid but as an adult grew to become a huge fan but like Beefcake my favorite wrestler at one point and Brett my favorite of all time Brutus Beefcake is favorite wrestler of all time right. <laughs> at one point Beefcake was my favorite wrestler we've talked about that Brett on time and then you know Slaughter huge influence on me when I got into wrestling and then I always love Andre's work watching back so yeah. I'm stoked I love all this these bracket. guys are great this is great guys but we need to take a break okay sure let's let these four boys rest I have two undercard bouts today. Let's go with this one. It's Thanksgiving Day. What's tomorrow? Black Friday. Tomorrow is Black Friday. Your mom wants to go Black Friday shopping. Yeah. The year is 1994. You're going to the Southgate Shopping Center in Southgate, Michigan. 
Okay. There's two stores. Yes. There's lines. There's lines, right? You mm-hmm. pull up in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. There's two mm-hmm. lines. You have to pick which line you want to get in. The store's open at 8 a.m. Yeah. You want to get in the line for Montgomery Wards? Yep. Or do you want to get in the line for service merchandise? Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> which store are you getting in the line for to be the first in there to get the door busters in 1994? Monkey Wards or service merchandise? Oh, my God. What That's are we thinking? so tough. <laughs> I'm trying to even think. Which one would my mom want to go into first? My mom would want to go into Wards I'm first. I'm thinking Wards. But me... I have I've bought a lot of Sega Genesis games from Wards because they were just like cheap. Both stores are excellent. A lot of Sega Genesis games from service merchandise too. I think service merchandise probably had a better toy selection than Montgomery Wards. Yeah, but Montgomery Wards has something that I'm going to describe right now that I don't know if you remember, Joe or Dave. In Montgomery Wards in Southgate, Michigan, in the middle, Montgomery Wards for those of you that don't know too young or didn't have a store it's a department store kind of like a sears or a jc penny's yeah. lots of times they were attached to malls in this scenario it was just like the corner store the corner store uh store in a shopping center like an l-shaped shopping center two yeah. floors escalator elevator even there was it's a straight like a, up elevator i always picture it i could be wrong but i always picture like a water tower outside of it too but I don't yeah think... in the back there yeah. was yep okay. they had uh appliances lots of stuff lots of clothes too but in the middle of Montgomery Wards, in the men's section of clothes, yeah. was this area that was sportswear. Do you remember this? I do remember this. It oh, was, yeah. And it was sick. Every starter jacket you could yeah. ever think of, every sports specialties hat you yes. could ever think of, yes. before lids existed, mm-hmm. you went to Montgomery Wards. And that Montgomery Wards, remember when rhinestones were a big thing on hats? Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. You could take your hat mm. to Montgomery yep. Wards, and there was a lady there that would bling out and rhinestone your hats yeah. for you for a fee. I loved Montgomery Wards, man. <laughs> Chicago uh, you could Cubs just, rhinestone hat. Just a whole, every hat, every you know what I mean? You want the uh-huh. shark tooth hat? Done. You want oh, the, the script hat? Done. Mm-hmm. What team do you want? We got it. Yep. Get the matching starter jacket mm-hmm. or the starter coat or the the logo seven t shirts. They had everything there. So much San Jose Shark merchandise. So much. So much. San Jose Sharks were a new team. Mm-hmm. And like I remember seeing going into Montgomery Wards and just being like, wow, there's starter jackets, jerseys. Because they mm-hmm. were like the first expansion team in any sport, like for our childhood, really, yeah, it, and it like it set the archetype for every team after Florida right. Marlins, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. get this neon aqua colored logo. Oh, so great, yeah. Charlotte Hornets, like every year there was a new that fit that aesthetic, yeah. and so there's all that. That's Montgomery Wards. Yeah. Keep, keep in mind, there's toys and stuff too mm-hmm. in Montgomery Wards, but then there's service merchandise, yes. which. I one day we will do a podcast only about service merchandise. Yeah. I don't think. I think a lot of people remember it. I don't know if everyone remembers it. Unbelievable store. Service Merchandise was a store that you could buy autographs, memorabilia, like yeah. sport. You could yeah. walk in there and be like, let me get this Joe Montana signed football. Yeah. You just buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. I'll buy that. It's yeah. crazy. No store had that stuff. Yeah, it was like Dunham's had like a small section of Yeah, that it stuff, was crazy. Yeah. Crazy sporting goods department. Like mm-hmm. every basketball hoop you could ever imagine, you could test your jumper on it. The toys aisle were insane. First place I ever saw an Automorph and Power Ranger was service merchandise. Yeah. First time I ever played Sonic Spinball was service merchandise. Not the conveyor belt, which everyone knows when you're checking out at the end. Dude, I can't. 
It was like, <laughs> like this question is bonkers. Yeah. I love both of these places. In my head, I always like lumped service merchants. I mean, because Toys R Us wasn't far from here either. It was just across the across yeah. the road. Yep. Um, and so to me, like service merchandise was like the adult version of Toys R Us, but there was still like the kids area. Yeah. That's how I always viewed that's service merchandise. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't think there was any affiliation, but mm-hmm. and that's as a kid, I was like, all right. Now we're going to like we we're in Toys R Us. So I picked out a toy. Now we're going to service merchandise. Like my my dad wants something. So He's going, picking out his toy, like <laughs> a <yeah>. shotgun. <laughs> it's like so. That's how I always lump it in. Um, I loved both. My, most of my memories of service merchandise are the conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have more like distinct memories with Montgomery Ward. So I'll go with Wards. Okay. I. <sighs> this is so hard. It's hard. I will say, if you took the sports section out of Montgomery Wards, then it's a slam dunk. I want service merchandise. Right. Yeah. But Montgomery Wards has it. Not only that, right next to part of Montgomery Wards on the outside is the original Pack Shack. Yes. It's yes. there. It's touching <laughs> yes. it. Oh, man. I, um, I love both these places, but I think I'm voting for service merchandise. Because wow. when I went to service merchandise, I was in there for at least an hour, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and I was in heaven. My mom knew, like, he's good. He's going to be in the sports thing, looking at every autograph thing ever, yep. like, mm-hmm. for an hour. Then I'm going to go in the toys, because it's in the back, dark corner where, like, employees weren't at, so they didn't care. Right. So you could just have fun back there. I got to go service merchandise. Wow. But either one is a slam dunk. Yeah. It's up to you. It's up to you, Joe. What are I we thinking? I remember Montgomery Wards getting my first, it had to be there. Orlando Magic hat. Okay, I believe that. I don't remember what style hat. It was probably just a script one, but I I remember getting it there. Mm-hmm. Man, that sports section. It was that sick. sports section. Yeah. Service. Why do you do this to me? I know. I gotta go wards. I think. Well, Montgomery Wards Montgomery is one. Wards. How fun would it be, guys, to but do a whole podcast winners. on these stores? I think one we day. should. Yeah, we should. That Southgate Shopping Center was straight up. lit in the mid-90s. Unreal. All right, guys, we got to get back to it. We're down to the final four. All right, guys, we're down to the final four. Here we go, the opening match in the second round. Brett Hitman Hart. Going one-on-one with Sergeant Slaughter. Where's our heads at? I mean, by rule. By rule, I have to vote for Bret Hart. Dave does um, have his rules. He does. Um, I, I will stick it's to them. It's a good rule. It's, it's, it's an LJN tournament, and um, while Slaughter is LJN adjacent, and I love Sergeant Slaughter, I have to vote for the Bret Hart LJN. In this scenario, I did not vote for Bret in round one. I voted for Haku. But in this match, it has to be the hitman, right? It has to be. It has to be. The Sarge is what he is, but the Bret Hart LJN is sick. I haven't even talked about it yet. It's yeah. an awesome figure. It's awesome when it came out in 87. It's awesome when I got it in 1989. In the 90s, Bret Hart becomes so important. Yeah. He's one of the most important uh, figures to have. Yes. Is, is he not? And Absolutely. this is like the first time you can get a Bret Hart figure, and he's got the signature glasses on. It's just a sick figure. It's got to be Bret. It's got to be the sweep. Got to be the hitman. Yeah. And we didn't talk much about the slaughter figure, but it, that is one of the most decked out <clears throat> like LJN style figures. Oh yeah. Oh, he's I mean, amazing. He's got looking. the GI Joe logo on the side, the USA on the front, the glasses, the hat, the gloves, the pose. 
I'd have loved to play with that slaughter. I would have loved to have had it. One day, maybe I will have it as well, mm-hmm. like just to add to the bookshelf. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I just he's, can't vote for it. But it's an awesome figure. He's a hard plastic. Like he's not soft. It's okay. hard. It's hard. Uh, yeah, he he's a cool figure, but he just he doesn't beat Bret Hart. Nope. He really doesn't. You know what's wild about that Sergeant Slaughter figure now? Looking back, is the advertisement for it. It's Sergeant Slaughter standing atop a pile of LJN figures. Yeah, and it says something along the line. I don't know. It's implying that Sergeant Slaughter is like better and the best. And you're like, how did Hasbro get away with using LJNs right. as fodder for this <laughs> under for this boots. figure? It's crazy. Yeah, how didn't they get sued for that? It's weird. But Bret Hart has advanced, guys. And who is the hitman going against in the finals? Is it Andre the Giant with that beautiful bushy afro? Yeah. Or is it Brutus? Don't call him the barber. Beefcake. Brutus oh, or Andre? Love, these love are two these classic LJNs. Every kid in the '80s had these guys. Yeah, I love both. Two of my favorite figures to play with. Um, big fan. Big fan of both these figures. But I'll I'll defer. I'll go first. Hmm. I talked about in the first round how much that Brutus the Barber Beefcake LJN, how unique he was at the time. He had the deco hits, the different colors, just a really cool, sleek, awesome-looking action figure. And being a kid who got into wrestling in 89 and then my fandom exploded almost immediately in 1990 and 91, Brutus the Barber Beefcake is all over TV. And while this LJN is not the barber, it's close enough. Yeah. This Andre the Giant with the afro looks nothing like the Andre the Giant I know. I am going with the barber, baby. Brother Brudai. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andre did so much for the business, you know? Yeah. I mean, wrestling wouldn't be wrestling without Andre. Yeah. But if we're just looking at the toys, putting all that aside, I mean, he's more toyetic. Yeah. And Brutus. there's other Andres to come. You know, yeah, there's there is. the short hair Andre, then there's the black strap. Right, Andre. and you gotta think about that too. Oh man. I think I gotta go I gotta go brother Bruda. That would have been a clean sweep yeah. as well. Brutus versus I love Brett. The Andre that told the story playing with him. I mean, he's just another one of those guys. Me and my brothers, I've told the stories, you know, if you're grabbing a figure to throw, Andre was always one of the, he was easy to snatch because his limbs were all Yeah. Um, separated enough to where if you just reach down and grab a guy, whew, Andre, you fling him, <laughs> and you hope to create some separation and stun your brother. Yeah. He was good for that, too. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but, uh, but Brudai also, he was, he's got some density to him. He, he does. We- he weighs a lot. That Brutus figure, you get him with the hammer, who we've talked about is just such a great LJN. Yeah. That the dream team tag team, Brutus and Hammer. What a set of LJNs, yeah. man. These guys could do it all. Between the two of them, you are set. Yeah. You are gonna have a good time. Play a, little, a lot of moves. A lot so of moves. it's pink and black versus pink and black in a oh, minute. Man. In the finals. We're gonna crown a fifth champion here today, boys. But before we get to that, one final undercard bout. I texted you one final image. Okay. These are iconic 1995 McDonald's promotional items. You didn't buy, you didn't get these in a Happy Meal. You had to splurge. Oh, I had some of these. You had to splurge to get these boys. You, you did. remember, remember Batman Forever <laughs> and the hype and the merchandise. Yep. So these are the McDonald's. These are fine china, baby. Crystal. Mm. These are unbelievable yeah. tumbler, glass, mug type cups, glassware. Oh, I call them mugs. You got Batman. You got Robin. You got Two Face. You got Riddler. Yeah. We're gonna take. Batman out of the equation because Batman, Batman is Batman. Yeah. So you got Robin, Two Face, or Riddler. You can only pick one 
to drink your eggnog out of here on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Which one do you want? They're this, all so cool. This is easy for me. Is it? Riddler, baby. <laughs> you want that Jim Carrey I want that boy. Jim Carrey. You can go at any antique store across America and find a full set of these glasses. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> they're, they're so well made and so nice that yeah. they look like they should be worth a lot of money. Some people think they're worth a lot of that's money. What, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. They look like they're worth a lot. So, yes, every antique store wants top dollar for these yeah, things. Yeah, like $15 a mug. Yeah, it's like, like come out on. of here. Yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy the whole set for 10 bucks. Right. They're unbelievable. I love them all. They're great. But, yeah. yeah. Definitely Riddler, had a bunch. Riddler slam dunk for Joe, Dave. Yeah. I had Batman and Robin as a kid. The so. thing about Batman and Robin, they're a little bit bigger than the other two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you get more, right. more nog I if remember. you pick oh. Robin. I remember drinking many a root beer out of Robin. Ooh, that <laughs> um, root beer hit so good coming out of that cup. Um, but looking at these images, so yeah, definitely had the Robin cup. Um drank many a root beer out of the Robin mug. <laughs> a frosty root beer yes. out of the Robin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't recall ever seeing Two Face or the Riddler. Like we had a Batman, we had the Robin, um, consumed quite a big beverage out of it. Uh, but looking at him, like the Riddler cup looks really, really sweet. But I like the handle on that Two Face mug. Yeah. Um, and it just—I would probably lean Two Face over Robin, even though I had Robin. They're all so cool and they're all so unique. Looking at the images, like you said, with the handle, each handle's different. Oh, man. But with Robin, you're getting more bang for your buck. But if we're drinking eggnog out of it, you kind of want the small boy because then you feel like you're Clark Griswold with the little moose mug. So we got one vote Riddler and one vote Two-Face. Yeah. And I'm the tiebreaker. I could could vote Robin and just make it a three-way tie, but I wouldn't do that, guys. I'm going to vote between these two. Let your heart decide. And uh, my heart has decided, as cool as Tommy Lee Jones is. Yeah. He ain't Jim Carrey. He's no Jim Carrey. All righty then. I'm voting for the Riddler, baby. The Riddler's got my vote. And look at his handle. It's kind of got like that question mark vibe. It does. Right? Oh, I didn't yeah. notice that. It's very, yeah. very cool. So the Riddler has won. It just looks smooth, but yeah, it is a question mark. Let's all clang cool. our Riddler glasses here with our, with our eggnog in them. That super size, a super size value meal in the corner is calling my name. Hey, what, what are we talking about this eggnog for? This is uh, this is Thanksgiving. You have eggnog at the, your Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting I'm getting you guys in the holiday spirit. What the hell, Keith? Yeah, eggnog. eggnog doesn't come out until Christmas. No, we're chug. We consume so much nog by Christmas. You're Ooh, sick of it. We're nogged out. <laughs> we're nogging it today. All right, guys, it's the finals. We've got to the finals. Mm-hmm. Six men have been eliminated. Two men are left. This is the fifth installment of the WWF LGN TBT BBT tournament. Who's walking out champion? Is it Brett, the hitman, Hart? In his pink and black attire, looking great. Or is it Brutus, Beefcake, in his pink and black attire, looking great? <laughs> what are we thinking? Hitman or Barber? This is hard. These are both so cool. One of these shades is pink is going over on the other. It's funny. But the which si- one? It's funny the similarities, right? It is. Yeah, but there's many. There's major differences. There's. I don't think there's as much similarity other than the, the little bit of pink in there, on, on Beefcake's that, trunks. You got the dark hair, the flowing locks. Oh. But the Beefcake figure is a short-haired boy. Yeah, but it's slicked back. It looks cool. Got the black boots. Yeah, gauntlets. So the Brett, the pose, very unique pose. Yeah, I don't think any other figure had a pose like the Bret Hart pose. He's kind of like this. How no, is he's Brett? got like one hand out one to the side and a bit. fist, almost like a Tito Santana fist, like yeah. a gut punch. And style? then like the other hand is like down and and open. Okay, 
Um, legs kind of, you know, you could do a drop kick with both. Yeah. Yeah, good drop kick. I don't know. I mean, I did play with the Bret Hart, never had him. Cousins had him, so I did play with him. Um, God, I can't believe to do this because that is my grail. That's the figure that, like, if I ever saw <laughs> in the wild, I'm definitely buying. Dave, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> take the worker, take the man out of it. Yeah, I, I'm going to. can't. <laughs> do it. I'm going beefcake. Brutus Beefcake has got Dave's vote over the hitman. Man. This is wild. Because of the 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 detail of like you said earlier, the silver, the white. You're right. The 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 thumb. Like his eyes were always wonky. Like I've never seen two beefcake figures with the same set of eyes. <laughs> but um I think that's what gives it a little bit of charm. Beefcake has got a vote, Joe. His crazy eye is charming. What um, are you thinking? You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> this this man from Canada. Those that flowing hair, the sunglasses. I gotta go, Brett. So you guys are leaving it on me. I guess we're leaving it on you. This is tough, guys. These are both great figures. It's funny. Last LJN tournament, Brett's tag team partner, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, made it to the finals. Yeah. He almost won, but Mean Gene Okerlund snuck out the victory. Yeah. So does Brett get the win today? He's going against the barber. This is tough. I had these figures. I love these figures. They're great, great toys. There's one that I played with more, guys. I think there's one that's a little more iconic than the other. And the man that I'm voting for today, he's cutting and strutting his way <laughs> to a victory. Brutus the Barber wow. Beefcake. What and Joe, upset. you better. Joe, you better throw oh, the Barber's theme song in right I'm playing here. Brett's theme right here. <laughs> Play the Barber. He's cutting, he's strutting. He's got the one arm to do the sleeper, kind of. Yeah. It's like a chin oh, lock, yeah, but it, it gets the job done. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's just cutting everybody's hair. The Barber's one, guys. What do we think? I'm happy with it. Only here on the Time Blaster Toycast. I'm is turning in my resignation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe Brett will stand better once we get to the Hasbro episodes of the TV. He better. He yeah. better. In the, in the Hasbro form, Brett's better than the Barber, but no, not Brett's in LJNs, baby. No, Barber is definitely more Toyota. You can't argue that. The Barber has won, guys. Unbelievable. All right, well, we're going to take a break real quick, and we will be back in a sec. All right, guys, we're back. I'm, I'm still shook over here. Thanksgiving Day Miracle. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And his music's still playing right yeah, now. It's, it's just going on and on a loop. <laughs> That's the thing with Thanksgiving, you know, the Survivor Series theme, is you take it and remember when the Young Stallions, was, of all the tag teams, was they survived? I remember them going far, and there's the one match where the conquistadors are, like, there yeah, to the very like, end. It's just, you know, you never knew at Survivor Series no, who... They were, those matches back in the day, when you watch them, you're like, they 100% were calling this on the fly. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were yeah. not planning any of this. Yeah. I don't even think they were planning eliminations until they were just out there. Yep. Probably. Like, All right, they're like, you two now. are out, you two are out. They probably knew, you know, who's up, but yeah. Like, the order, it was definitely left to the boys, and... You know, just the, the typical Survivor Series. A lot of surprises have happened. And big show in Detroit in 1999 won the championship. I, with, I forget yeah. that In a triple place. threat match <laughs> where it's like Undertaker winning a championship also in Detroit at a Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Big upset over Hogan. Like, Survivor Series is known for its upsets on Thanksgiving Day. So here was, an, here, here Very was another poetic. Yep. So Thanksgiving is coming to a close, guys. But the Christmas season is upon us, right? 
We've got many Christmas episodes lined up, lots of fun ones. We've got some new ideas we're going to pitch this season, so we're going to get to it. I think we've got one more non-Christmas episode that we'll be hitting you guys with in a few days' time, and we're going to keep that one a surprise, but we'll see everybody on Monday. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. Cue up the super soakers for the time blast. Time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch it's the time blast of the Toy Cast. We know the facts well, straight out the half shell. Bringing that TGRI in the landfill. Yeah. Three Caballeros on the move, no duck bill. Cause they're the right brothers to take flight. It's so real. Every time last guaranteed to cover that. Be kind of rewind like blockbuster back. Yeah. Got reviews, have you looking for the red flag and bigger noses than Mark Summers on the show hand, so get your notepad, we talking about collectibles, your error to the seal, know the value is exceptional, uh, as it can be from TV to the VHS, yeah. Power Rangers, Star Wars, yeah. He-Man, Playsets, yeah. Transformer, G.I. Yeah. Joe with Destro, yeah. like Bryce with the glow, power from Nintendo. Nintendo, so many toys you will never know, never know. welcome to ToyCast, here we go. This episode of the Time Blaster Toycast was produced and hosted by Dave Harbison, Joe D'Alessandro, and me, Keith Libra. We record live to tape from my shop, Time Blaster Toys, in Westland, Michigan. This episode was mixed and edited by Joe. Our theme song is by our pal, the talented Mark Cooper. Follow us on Instagram, at Time Blaster Toys, and YouTube, at Time Blaster Toycast. If you have a question, comment, or idea for our show, you can contact us via the Time Blaster Toy Line at 734-494-2292 or via email at timeblastertoys at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see everyone next week.